Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show today. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day. But you know what? I wanted to wear green in, in honor of Bridge MCP, our Irish lady here, but I have a green screen. And the other side is blue, but I haven't yet tested that, so I couldn't do it. So, in her honor, I am going to just do green screen trip sometime later on. But anyway, folks, great to see all of you. Great to see all of you. Anyway, Bridge MCP says, yes, Alistair Waters. Paul Paul Fleming, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. Clarence should be in peace based on how he voted through the influence of his wife's activism. Hey, can't argue with that. E2247, welcome aboard. Lee Grant, welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Who else is here with us? Alistair Waters, welcome aboard, my dear beautiful lady. Uh, para ver quién. Fleming, Avet, Avery Herod, our beautiful activists on the union activists, the ones who are going to make sure that those workers are taken care of. And by the way, you were the star on KPFT 90.1 FM Houston today, my dear Yvette Avery Herod, and it'll be picked up by a few affiliates later on in the week as well. Anyhow, E2247, welcome aboard. AVQ, loaded me up again. Deb Denny, welcome aboard. How's everybody doing today? I trust you are all doing just fine. Did I skip anybody? You know I don't want, never want to miss anybody. Never want to miss anybody. So if I miss anybody, hit me up in the bottom of the link. I see some other, something, okay, audio is cutting in and out on YouTube. I don't know. I'm, I'm seeing a clean stuff here. Check it. Anybody else having any kind of audio problems before I get started? I want to make sure everybody's nice here and clean cut. Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Anybody else? Anybody else is complaining about audio? Or is it just Bridge MCP? It just did now. Okay, AVQ says, scratchy intermittent video. Oh, that's not good. Let's see. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, I tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, while, since folks are complaining about scratchy independent video, Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to go ahead and rotate the mic is what they're saying. Rotate the mic. Rotate the mic. Okay. Let me rotate the mic and see if there are any other issues with it and see what happens now. Because I want folks to know. I want folks to hear us clearly. How is that, folks? Is that any better? I'm about probably 20 second lag time. Is that any better? Is that any better? You've got to fix it. Okay, good now. AVQ said it's good now. Great, great, great. Let me know if there are any other problems, people. Let me know. All right. <laughs> hey, loud and clear. Great, Eric Hayes. Okay, check this out. You know Michael is our resident. Give me the first piece of news, right? I always have news, but in case Michael isn't here, I have stuff to talk about. But Michael, I love the brother. He comes and he gives us the news that he deems important, which is generally the case. And he says, Egberto, all my posts go on to a single topic today. Yes, sir. And he goes as follows. President Joe Biden's POTUS tweeted, oil prices are decreasing, gas prices should too. Last time oil was $96 a barrel, gas was $362. Now it's $431. Oil and gas companies should pad their profits at the should not pad their profits. At the expense of Americans. Remember what I told you guys. The gas stuff is a fraud. The inflation is a fraud. I did a whole piece on it. It's going wild on, on Medium. On media, you know, I, I also publish on Medium. And it's going wild on Medium. So check it out. Gas prices and inflation, they are frauds. I want everybody to start learning this and start telling their friends about it. And then we're going to start talking about techniques to force the corporation's hands. But... Let's just learn why inflation, the current form of inflation, and gas prices are frauds. Continuing, my dear people. Recognizing a problem is the first step to remedy it. That would require your choice of oil export bans, windfall taxes, uh, nationalization of the oil industry, and or buying up a controlling stock interest in oil corporations, then following the scientific consensus on global warming and drawing down fossil fuel, production while ramping up renewable energy. My dear brother, I am completely and entirely in for uh, energy sector nationalization because there is no real new technologies that the private sector develops. I want, to, I want people to accept this as absolute fact. 
all the technologies that these guys composite developed had their origins many times at NASA, where, where I worked for some time, and in, in, in universities that are given grants. I want you guys to understand this. Corporations always talk about taking risks. They take risks with your money. They get grants. They get, they get grants and all these things and they, from universities, etc. And don't you forget as well, the educated people that you're getting from universities, it's not their investment, it's we the people's investment. So I want us to start taking control of who we are, what we've done, and not let these guys give you like, the reason prices are high is because we have to reinvest our drug money, reinvest our petroleum money into new development. Hogwash. They develop very little on their own. Most things are developed by us, the people, because we are the ones that take risks. They don't take risks. I like to say they're building a dam and they support building a dam or building a street. The guys who make the money are not the ones who die if a truck falls. They're not the ones who break their arms. We have to start learning to start actualizing what, what we see here. When they talk about a profit motive, there ain't no profit motive. That engineer gets a salary. That worker that pours the cement gets a salary. The, the, the profit motive, you know who it goes to? The people that do nothing, the people that move paper. You know, last night my daughter was watching, uh, my daughter and my wife, my wife is here for a week. She goes back a little bit uh, visiting. Uh, she was um, was uh, watching a movie called, uh, I forgot what it is. It was, it, it was a similar operation to wall street on 2008 it's on netflix that they watched it and i was trying to like explain to them derivatives and all these things and how all these people play with money and in the process the worker the engineer gets hurt but they always win and that's when she heard the executive who ran that particular trading firm say you know the one thing that you have to realize is we never lose that's capitalism for you. All right. The U.S. government doesn't control domestic oil production, but it should. The oil and gas industry won't increase production because it's enjoying the profits from high prices. Let me stop right there. I explained when I spoke about the gas prices being a fraud that to them, the excuse for increasing prices based on uh, what they like to call volatility in the markets because of Russia, it's a ploy. It gives them to exactly what Michael Rudden just said there. It gives them the ability to use a very small amount of product, very small amount of product at high prices so that the profit margin between the price of the raw product and what they make above it is much higher than if they have large volumes with just a small profit margin. And you know what? It's a kicker here. Most Americans are not driving less. So the increase in in the increase in uh, the current increase in gas prices don't cause the reduction in usage of gasoline in the aggregate. People just say, "Damn, this stuff is expensive," and they buy it and they do without something else. They do without putting money into their savings. They do without buying that extra shoe. So in effect, it is the gas companies, the gasoline energy companies, taking away not only from the individual person by them not even not even to save some more of their monies but it's also taken from other corporations that are just good corporations selling shoes selling sneakers selling socks that these corporations don't complain that these cor it shows you the 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 sick mentality and indoctrination that we've gotten into that all the small companies that are hurt by having all people's monies transferred to gasoline companies and going to a few, it amazes me that other corporations, good corporations, moral corporations, don't complain. That's how indoctrinated we are, people. And that's why we have to start the learning process. Although Biden floated the idea of reinstating the export ban when he campaigned for president, his energy secretary, Jennifer Graham, took that off the table almost immediately. It hasn't remerged. The Russia recurring debates and U.S. exports helped Europe absorb the sudden cutoff of Russian fuel supplies. But an export ban is not a terrible long-term plan. And since uh, it's, not, it's not a terrible... I don't like that export ban. 
Uh, and since the industry is accusing the government of meddling with production anyway, why not call its bluff and start a real conversation about nationalizing the industry and marching it toward transition to renewable energy? That is what I want to do. Nationalizing the energy sector. And it's not only oil and gas. It's electricity and all of that. Because in the game that was played here in Texas killed people. It killed people. We have to learn how to bifurcate our economy. Certain parts nationalized and certain part free enterprise and for a very small part unfettered capitalism if that's what those clowns want to do. All right. Nationalizing the power industry isn't radical. The United States has a long history of nationalizing in times of crisis. Bernie Sanders' publicly owned clean power, power proposal is actually pretty tame. Nationalization in which the federal government brings privately held assets under public authority is not the only form of public ownership or, direct, or direction of an industry. The government can assume direction of previously private facilities or, as was more common in World War II, seize facilities and use federal authority to decide what they produce. The government can also buy a controlling equity stake and proceed to leverage the power of its shares. Nationalization still happens, but under other names. Two months after the September 11th attacks, George W. Bush signed the Aviation and Transportation Security Act, passed unanimously through the Senate. That bill nationalized airport security with the creation of the Transportation Security Administration, whose functions is the point to form. You know why they nationalized? Check this out. I always love how industry works, right? Uh-oh, we're going to have a, foresee a terrorist problem for the foreseeable future. And you know what? Uh, we don't know what, the, what are all the costs that are going to be involved in that. Eh, government take it over. Now that when they see how profitable stuff is, they start to think about privatizing again. It's amazing. Like I said, you can't believe what they tell you. The truth is corporations do not take risks they risk everybody else but the corporation proper and when we learn that they're never in it for us they're in it as milton friedman said for the shareholder and for investor value nada mas and if we learn that we can start doing things the right way a moderate proposal nationalize the fossil fuel industry where uh, we are facing a shale crash a likely recession and a surefire climate crisis one particular policy could help solve all three problems. The democracy collaborative, Carla Scandler has suggested a 51% solution for the climate crisis in which government takes a majority stake in privately owned fossil fuel firms, winding down production along a science-based timeline and, and giving workers a dignified off-ramp into other well-paid work, all the while multi, uh, muting the industry enormous uh, influence over our political system. Only democratic government can ensure that planned wind-down of fossil fuel production is in accordance with climate safety goals, with room for private profit out of fossil fuel extraction and production of power and en uh, entrenched opposition of the energy sector would crumble. Yeah, but you know, with them, the thing about it, it is so cheap to go dig and pull oil, even in deep horizon. Just deep and pull oil. It's it's just evil, man. All right, let me con <clears throat> continue reading. Yvette Avery says, Afternoon, everyone. Paul Fleming says, ATL, check it in. Bridge MCP says, Hey, all. Happy St. Pat's Day. I can't do green, girl, but you know I love you. Alistair Waters says, Greetings and salutations, everyone. Bridge MCP says, Hey, PDR peeps, get your green on. Egberto still at St. Pat's Parade, I guess. No, I'm here, I'm here. Alistair Waters says, with my mug too, bridge. Yeah, let's do that for Alistair. Hey, girl, check it out. I got my green on the screen. There's Alistair and her green mug. So you know what? I tell you, my peeps have my other peeps covered. That's who we are. We are in love. All right, let's continue the show. Okay. Hey, Lee Grant, do you have some green? Come on, Lee Grant. Where's your green, Lee Grant? You know, Alistair wants you to get that green cup. Lee Grant, did you get that green cup? Yep. Yeah. All right, Paul Fleming says, Clarence Thomas should be impeached. I agree. Uh, what else we got here? British MCP said, audience Oh, wait, we did all of that part already, all that part already. Okay, Eric Hayes says, See how censorship worked for one side to win, and now that side admits truth now. A New York Times report on the federal investigation into Hunter Biden's Texas has apparently confirmed emails that were part of a controversial New York Post report uh, published in 2020 
The Times published a story on Wednesday on the federal investigation into Hunter Biden's taxes and international business dealings. The Times reported that President Biden's son has paid off his tax bill, but the investigation has continued and will probe whether Hunter intentionally violated the Foreign Agents Registration Act, not identifying himself as a foreign agent. The report also includes details on prosecutors obtaining emails between Hunter and a business associate, Devon Archer. The Times also obtained these emails believed to have come from a laptop abandoned by Hunter. I, I think it's amusing. Y'all keep worrying about Hunter Biden. I'm more worried about those people in control. But the funny thing about Hunter Biden is uh, he tames in comparison to the other family's kids. And notice I never really went after the other family's kids at all. So, anyhow, Alistair Waters says, you're going to fix it. Yes, I am. Good now from Rodney. Okay, continuing from my peeps. Continuing from my peeps. Eric Hayes says, see, oh, I read that one already. Okay, let's see. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, guess that fraud hidden at your pocketbooks is a figment of our imagination too. All I see is more money going out of my pocket ever since uh, February 2021. Is that coincidence or did fraud just start at that time? That is actually your imagination because if you look at everything pre-pandemic, you would see, again, you, you know, you, what happens is this, right? Everybody remembers that the year before was pandemic, so we had a very deep dip. So things look artificially cheap. So when they go back up in price after the pandemic, oh my God, the prices are increasing again. No, my friends, no. Oh, I still have, I, I still have our beautiful... Alistair on, on the screen. Let me go ahead and fix that right now. There we go. So, folks, let, let, let's remember all of that. Don't, don't, don't fall into that. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Uh, E2247 says, Expect news in Arctic as Russia war Ukraine has already altered Arctic diplomacy. The body overseeing Arctic governance, the Arctic Council, was thrown into upheaval over Putin invasion. Here's my theory. I, I agree with, with um, Tom, Hart, Tom Hartman. I think Putin's days are numbered. I think the man is going crazy. And not only is the man going crazy, but he was the leader when the Russian army lost its mojo. Don't let anybody fool you. The Russian army used to be a real army of fighters that everybody feared. These are the people who came back in World War II. These are the people who knew what fighting was. After all, even Ukraine, a part of the Soviet Union. These are, these, it shows that Ukraine, with all the corruption that there was in Ukraine, at least their fighters weren't so corrupt that they lost their zeal to protect the homeland, right? But the Russian guys are leaving their tanks and running away. Over 7,000 so far, they believe. Over 7,000 dead. Dead Russians. You think he can survive this? He has to. He would have to make the the, the lies tell, told by, by by Trump orders of magnitude bigger, guys. We know that, right? Anyhow, let's continue. What else, folks, have to say here? E two two four seven. Russian has expanded its military infrastructure and presence in the Arctic in recent years, drawing concern from the United States and its fellow NATO allies, Norway, Denmark, and Canada. Well, after we see their performance in uh, Ukraine. I don't think anybody worries about uh, their, their ability to fight anymore. But what they do worry about is because they can't fight, because they are inept, because they have lousy equipment, because most of their monies were pilfered, that they may go through using theater nuclear weapons, you know. So that is tactical nuclear weapons is I think what they call them. So that is a concern. All right, Carl Cox says, oil gas companies also make money at rigged commodities market. Price gouging, too, by oil gas companies. Yeah, you remember when I was talking to my friend about how people buy contracts and oil, etc. There's all kind of machination that has little to do with the crude. The crude, pulling the crude out is a constant. Moving the crude is a constant. Everything else is paperwork magic. And they steal us dry that way. Bruce Pollard, welcome aboard. He says, they need to run it better than the post office. Actually... Let's, let's point this out. Because the post office get a horrendously bad rap. The post office move more mail, boxes, all these things than all these other, um, all these other entities combined. In fact, 
for the places that these for-profit FedEx and UPS deem not good, not good enough for profit, they still deliver to those locations. But you know who, do, who delivers for them? The United States Post Office. Now, here's the deal. There used to be a time when people would complain about, oh, the people at the post office are rude. And sometimes I can understand why they're rude. I go to the Kingwood, my post office in Kingwood, and the disrespect with which they address people at the post office, I haven't seen at the FedEx store or at the UPS store. But at the, but at the, Fed, but at the USPS, United States Postal Service, Oh my God, they're rude to them. And you know what? They reciprocate. Now, when I go to this, these post office, I'm like, Hello, how are you doing? Welcome, thank you. Sometimes sometimes they, they're just getting off of a, a rude, raunchy customer. And the approach to me would be like, Now what are you going to tell me? And I'd be like, Hello, sir. or Hello, ma'am. How are you doing today? I hope you're having a good day. And the atmosphere changes completely. And they're wanting to be even more helpful you know um so the deal is this the post office prior to this buffoon that's running it right now has for all practical purposes well run these guys cover every single address in the united states but it's it's deeper than that the same amount of money it costs you to mail a first class letter to to uh to your next town is the same amount it costs you to mail it to alaska or hawaii across the ocean or across major land not only that but they deliver a first or they used to deliver a first class mail in one or two days in any part of the country of course the joy is changing that now i get fairly upset because the postal the attack on the post office is really a false attack and i've written several blogs about it they have asked the post office they have been profitable but they asked the post office to put away money that no other corporation has to put away for the retirement of their people. In other words, they don't want to do it dynamically. They want them to take $75 billion off the top and throw it away over a few years for their employees. They did everything possible to try to bankrupt the post office to give a reason for FedEx, UPS, and DHL to take over most of shipping, but of course they are going to keep the post office to handle the pieces they don't want. And then of course they're going to say when they have to pay more for those pieces they don't want, you see they are inefficient. Because the way the post office works is when you ship from one, if you ship from one house to the next, which is cheap, cheap, you are subsidizing also those people that are shipping to Alaska, which is a good thing. It makes us a country. Because it says it, you can move to any part of the country and your postal rates are fairly stable. The post office is a great institution. And it has been run as a corporation run by the government, a separate corporation run by the government for, forever. It's in the Constitution, so they can't get rid of it, but they sure can neuter it. And that's what they've been trying to do. Love, love, Love your post office and treat, start the conversation with those people at the post office with a smile and a positive affirmation. Because there are a lot of people always say the customer is always right. No, they're not. We are here in Kingwood, Texas. We have some of the most profoundly rude, obnoxious people when they go into that post office. But they go into HEB and they're very nice to the manager at HEB. They go into the post office and they turn into roving animals. Okay, let's continue. Sorry, but for, sorry, Bruce, for taking up too much time on that, but uh, th th there's a false narrative about the post office that they want us to believe. And the reason they want us to believe is that they want to privatize it because it is huge. And UPS and FedEx would love to get more packages. All right, let's continue. Carl Cox says the American economic system has always been rigged. Yes. Eric says, Alberto, what happened to the energy companies during pandemic? Did they take losses and write down assets, etc.? Yes, they did. After they ripped us off for decades, I was so happy to see them having to beg people to save, to spend, to um, to hold your oil. Yes, they did. Do so. Your fallacy that always makes money is false. No, it's not. It is not. 
Again, again, you take a look at their balance sheet and tell me they lost anything, first of all. And by the way, lost nothing. I was mostly talking about brokerage firms, okay? The, the leaders of the brokerage firms. I'm talking about the holders of assets. I'm talking about shareholders. I'm not talking about a common man. The common man always lose to them. Michael Rodden says, Egberto, what, for what? Renewables are cheaper than any fossil fuels and you don't have to continually plunder and pollute the earth. Exactly. Bridge MCP say, yay, Egberto and Alistair Waters, yoo-hoo. Green mug for the green new deal. Send the green you want. I love that too. Uh, let's see, Eric Hayes, I'd be happy with the green new deal. Hope you know what the Green New Deal... Most people don't know what the Green New Deal is. They only fall for the caricature that's put out there by the right. Paul Fleming says, Hunter Biden had nothing to do with the president. Exactly. Thank you. Uh, but Russia and West are slowly deteriorating relationship as climate change falls Arctic ice, opening more of the region for human activity. That's a shame. All right. Bridge MCP change profile pick to me. Green Irish dog. Ha! Huh? I love that. I love that, Bridge. And it's a cute dog, too. But then again, you're cute. So what can I say? Russia's invasion of Ukraine risks upending all of that. That's true. Robert Davin. How are you doing, Robert Davin? The Russian military is proven to be tough on paper, weak in the field. That's why we call it a paper tiger. A paper tiger. Bridge MCP says, Ukraine president said he will give Russia tr Russian troops immunity if they surrender. And I think a lot of them have already started taking him up on it. Uh, Putin, the terrorist, can we say this now? Biden bombed a theater with women and children killed. Ten people gunned down, waiting in line for bread. Yes, he's a terrorist, Biden, yes. Bridge MCP says, Egberto Willis, maybe their performance is on purpose. Hmm. Hmm. Um, explain yourself, Bridge. I am not sure what, what you mean. I'd like to listen to that, though. Eric Hayes says, meant to say Putin bombed theater. Yeah. Eric Hayes, uh, you talking about terrorism? U.S. Embassy says Russian troops shot and killed 10 people. Yeah. USPS is government agency, right? Who has good experience there? Uh, yeah, USPS is a government agency. I am all for government doing things. I'm all for government doing good things and doing things right. And you know what? The government does a lot of things right. Your local government takes care of the municipal water. I think your, most of your water in most of these places do fine. Now, when Republican government take over water like they did in Detroit, because they're always trying to cut savings as long as it doesn't hurt a particular set of people, they poison the people. But in general, our water supply in the United States is pretty damn good. And that's all government. All right. Daniela Doe says, Egberto's defense of Hunter Biden essentially is, but Trump's kids are worse. No, I'm not defending Biden at all. I don't know about Biden at all. So no, I'm not defending Hunter Biden. I think all these kids of these professional athletes and, and professional politicians, etc., they get breaks that none of us will ever get. So why am I going to go defending, defending these guys? I have no idea. This guy wasn't capable of making the $3 million he made, but he made it because his daddy was Biden. I understand that. I cop to that. I've copped to that many times before. But I, what I'm not going to cop to is somehow giving, t taking him to the cleaners when thugs like the kids from uh, Donald Trump who have, who have made thievery an art form somehow put on pretty dresses, look pretty, and think they're okay. I'm not going to do that. The duck that quacks, welcome aboard. We should then uh, take them over and make a big deal about it. Perfecto mundo. All right, let's see what else we got here. Why, oh boy, you guys are really giving me a lot to read. Uh, noble defender has taken a new importance amid military conflict in Europe, and Putin's not. Subtle nuclear saber rattling. Licks him. If he used nuclear at the end of the world, I don't think the general... I, look, he may be crazy. I think he probably had a stroke along with Parkinson's disease, etc. That's my hunch based on some things that I've read on Twitter from some fairly reputable sources. And you notice how he's also scared of people. He, he, he can't go close to anybody, etc. This guy lives in a bubble in his own imagination. I have a feeling, his like, like uh, Tom Hartman said, his days are numbered. Robert Davin says... No other business has to profound, prefund the amounts of their retirement accounts like the Republican Congress has forced the USPS to do. Thank you, Robert, for re re repeating exactly what I wrote about in my blog. Just look up post office at Egberto 
willies.com and see the articles that I've written about the post office. I love the post office. All right. Uh, let's, and you know, it's one place that pay their people fairly well and give them fairly good benefits. Important. Love it. You know, what they want to do is they want to kill the post office, give it to people that make less money, they give less benefits to. And you know, who, you know that, only, that doesn't only make them more profits. It actually hurts the local economy because the people that used to spend a certain amount of money can't spend that kind of money anymore. Bridge MCP says, take the joy of joy. <laughs> you're good, girlfriend. You're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. The duck that quack says, get your new thumpy bear. Best ever made in China. Soft. Not for kids. $70 each. What, is Trump selling something? <laughs> All right. Eric Hayes says, give your male person a tip and see what happens. It will brighten their day. I don't know if they can accept it, but I think maybe... They can. Yvette Avery says, I love my fellow delivery workers. It can be crazy out there. Absolutely so. Yvette, Yvette is a UPS driver. Yvette, you know, when I talk about UPS, FedEx, and DHL, it's not about the employees, it's about the corporate state. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bridge MCP says, I tip mail garbage and if the same USPS, and if the same USPS, FedEx, then as well. You know, I've never thought about the 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 the, um, the USPS though, because again, since it's sort of a governmental thing, I don't know if there's a conflict of interest or I don't know. But it's a thought because the, uh, my garbage man, you know, uh, every time he does a little something for me, he'll throw a ten or so. I remember, <laughs> I I just spent the whole week with some friends rebuilding our fence. That was the hardest the hardest work I've ever done, and I took, and you know, those guys didn't have to take all the fence with them and they did the first day they came they took some and then they i complained and then they said okay i'll come back the next day we'll take them all and they did and when they came back i had cokes water and all i was waiting that saturday cokes water and i i, I threw i think it was a 20 dollar bill so that each of them could get five bucks or so and i told them a coffee on me or something like that you know because again these guys are great uh, and they laughed at me because I tried to help them put the uh, the load on the on the truck, and I was throwing and I threw a couple of them, and then I got one that was a little bit too heavy, and I threw it and it hit the base of the, the truck and it fell off. And those guys cracked up at me. And at that time, I don't think they knew I spoke Spanish, so I looked at them in Spanish and I said, "Por qué se están riendo de mí? ¿Qué es lo que te pasa?" And they looked at me like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Anyhow, had fun with them. All right, continue and continue. Paul Fleming says. You don't care about the New Deal. I do. All right, let's see. Halfway. Oh, oh halfway. Go, folks, go ahead, please, and consider supporting the show. I have some videos for you, but I only have two short ones for you. That's why I can spend more time answering your stuff right one after the other. Um, please go ahead and consider... Well, here it goes. I'm Egberto Willis, as host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies. I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom to Describe the Entire Economy in a Manner We Can All Understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. Yes, sir. So please go to politicsandright.com slash books. Anyway, here is the link for getting the... Uh, please, if you're on YouTube, I ask you so kindly... Please push that join button. Become a part of our PDR posse. Become a, it's like saying, you know, I like what you do. I'll give you a coffee a month or something. Or I'll give you a couple of coffees a month. 
Go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube if you don't see that link. Politicsandright.com slash YouTube. I know if you saw me in the street, you'd say, let's go ahead and give this guy a, a coffee. Now, what I need is a few thousand coffees a month so that we can keep this stuff going. But, you know, the idea is to get a whole lot of coffees, a whole lot of coffees so that we can keep doing this thing. So I ask you so kindly to hit that join button. Or if you don't see that, if you're not on YouTube to see the join button, please go ahead and click on that link that I just gave you, which is the, um, is the YouTube link. But alternatively, you can become a Patreon. A Patreon is similar, but a Patreon is uh, you know, another, another platform that collects money for um, or, or people that do what we do. Politicsandright.com slash Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or the ones that we prefer, of course, is always going to be PayPal. Because PayPal has the lowest re- the lowest fees on it, but again, please go ahead and consider supporting us in some form. Our store has a lot of new product on it, in it. So please consider going to politicsandright.com/store, politicsandright.com/store. Alternatively, alternatively, you can also ah, I didn't put the books in here. Politicsandright.com/books gets you to the Amazon link that has all our books there. And there is an all-encompassing link for support, which is called politicsandright.com slash support. I give you a lot of links so that there are many options that you have out there that you can choose from. Anyhow, anyhow, Bridge says what? Let's see. Bridge says something that kind of tickled my fancy. I saw you on the street, Egberto. I would make, if I saw you on the street, Egberto, I would make sure you had glasses on, not coffee. You know, Bridge, 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 here. It's dirty, but I have it on now. This is for you, Breach. Actually, it's for me. You know that. But let me see if I can clean it a little bit. You know I love you, girl, right? You really want me to put my glasses on so I'm not squinching my eyes, right? All right. Let me continue with my peeps and what you guys are saying here. Uh, Daniel says, I started hoarding in 2020 with TP. You should see my hoard now. I'm hoarding everything. Food, fuel, house goods, cleaning supplies, bullets. I am... Very proud of my hoard. <laughs> MSG, message me for a list of what's available for purchase. Prices updated by hourly so you don't... I don't understand. What do you mean? You're, are you hoarding this to sell it? Or are you hoarding it because you think you're going to need it, uh, Daniel? I don't, I don't know if I understand what you're, what you're hoarding for. If you're hoarding to sell or what? Uh, if, and if you have a link because you're hoarding to sell things that people may want to do... Just throw your link in the feed. You know I believe in us all sharing, sharing, you know, sharing. So if you have a link you want to put in the link, put it in there. Show our peeps. All right, Paul Fleming says, Daniel, my wife is an extreme couponer. <laughs> okay, I like that, Paul Fleming. Hey, Rose Williams has joined us and the duck that quacks has joined us. Thank you, guys. Bridge MCP says, that Egberto, well, if the Russian troop are doing poorly for several reasons, maybe the reasons is not just fuel. It's the actual soldiers making a small step. Ah, that's what you mean. No, actually, I do think that you're right about that, Bridge. Because, that, in fact, I think I've heard that on, 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 on one report that just says that the soldiers put their hands up and just said to hell with this. <laughs> you know, and now they have a place to go. They now have a place to go. All right, just in case you're hungry, Patriot, uh, Patriot Supply. Huh? I've se- I get those things in the mail. All right, let's see what else we got here. Maywood says, hello all and good afternoon. Rose is from Long Beach, California and is here. Deb Denny says, link time. Deb, thank you so kindly. You know, the last couple of times I forgot because you weren't here to remind me, Deb. You know, I need you just like I need all my folk. All right, let's continue here. Robert David says, present the offer for support. Hit the like buttons and get the thumbs up on, on YouTube Live. Yeah, please do that. Yvette Avery Herod says, I have snacks and drinks on my Porsche for all deliveries. Ah, that's, that's a good thing. I like that, um, Yvette. I like that idea. I like that idea. Um, you know, I love the, the folks that deliver to me. They would, they would always, the, the problem with some folks that deliver to me is they, they come and because if, I, if, I, if, they, if it's something that they're not going to drop off and I talk, we go there and I get into conversation with them and I ask them, hey, what's your insurance policy and what's this and that? And then they get into a, and we start conversing and then they're like, hey, hell, I got to get out of here. This is going to knock my time. And then they leave. But no, I, you know, uh, thank you for that advice, though, uh, because most of my deliveries now, the person just comes and leaves. But putting a little something out like that, 
um, in the summer in King, in in in, in the summer of out here though, I'm off to put it in a cooler or something because it gets too damn hot out here. And even if you put something that doesn't require cooling. Eric Hay says, Egberto, get love, beer too. Yeah, you know, I don't think I'm going to give them beer. That'll get them in trouble. Not beer. Bridge MCP says, politics done right with Egberto Willis. You're chatting, sharing up. Thank you. I love you, Bridge. Thank you for telling people to support us. All right. Daniel says, GBHB. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Come on. You've got to speak to me with words that I know, buddy. Uh, let's see what else we got here before I go to the videos. Before I go to the Bring your own bag with... <laughs> Okay, let's see what else we have here. YouTube 2019 reviews ranked China MREs as substandard and among the worst quality rations for a large military in the world. Any better now? I don't know. Michael Rodin says, what's the point of a horde? To use it or give it away during times of need? Doomsday. Eric Hayes says, Breach says, foggy cause he doesn't use, hence doesn't clean. Robert Davin says, I recommend how to make America utopia. Very educational and informative. Thank you. Thank you. You heard that, guys? The book on the screen now? He's recommending that. I, I, I love that book. And by the way, one, there is somebody in the room right now who was the editor of that book. After I wrote that book, I wanted somebody to review it. And Bruce Pollard, if you take a look at, the, at, at it, Bruce Pollard, who is here with us today, Bruce, are you still here? Drop me a line if you're still here, Bruce. I just want to make sure that you got the recognition that I did for you in real time. All right. Uh, yeah, so Bruce was the one who edited that book. He went over and, Egberto, you should say this sentence this way. Egberto, what about this word? Sometimes he will get on my nerves. Sometimes Bruce will say, Egberto, I don't know, but this I don't know. And then I was like, Bruce, I think I'm going to leave that one, Bruce. Oh, no, Bruce is great. That's, Bruce and I go back a long time. Great friend. And of course, there is my brother in the house, Roberto Luis. Como estas, mi hermano favorito? And let's see what else we got here. No gravy forever. Robert Lewis, it's time for Politics Done Right. Mensaje. I did it. Nanette Birdsmith says, replying to Robert Lewis. Robert Lewis, he posted the links already. Let's see what else we got here. Bridge MC said, Bruce did, right? Yeah, Bruce did. Hey, Bruce, now I know you're not here. I'm hurt. You came, you start, and you took off. I'm hurt, Bruce. You know I'm not hurt. You know I love you, brother. All right, let's go to our first video, and then we'll take it on the other side. You know... I was watching Morning Joe this morning, and there is a piece that really got to me because it was like the tipping point as far as Republican senators and neoliberal senators wanting to give Ukraine everything that they ask for after. Escalate to death camps, he can escalate to that, and we'll just constantly say, well, because Putin has on display, their courage on display for the whole world, a constant resupply. It should, the, the burden of proof should be on us. Constant resupply. Whatever they ask class who is struggling, those who need childcare. Suppose we realize the importance of getting students relief from their student loans so that they can execute their better beings in society. Suppose we just thought about these issues. Suppose we thought about just what's necessary. You know, we are always willing to give them guns, to give people guns to kill. We are always willing to provide to others. Why can't we provide for what's going going to be best for a country. Think about this, folks. If we change all those words of war in that sentence from Senator Sass, and we include it in that, or we put in that, helping the middle class, solving the problem of childcare, solving the problem of student loans, solving the problems of family leave, and all these other issues, solving the problems of the environment, because they are all existential. Why don't we think that way? Why are we programmed not to think that way? Why are we programmed to forget so easily about our humanity and so often about just the fight? We to see, and it has to do about the media. So here it goes. I got a message from uh, from a good friend that we participate in several. Um, uh, organizations, nonpartisan org- organizations, that is. And one of the questions that she asked, she said, should journalistic objectivity be standard reporting? But I want to read two short paragraphs that I told. Exporting occurrences without opinion illustrate subjectivity. As an example, figure out all the violent crime in any given city, then watch the local news. 
do the protagonists of said violent crime on the six o'clock news reflect either the totality or proportionality of those in reality? I don't think it does. It's, it's complex. It's a bit more complex, but most of our reporters, including the, the, the regular mainstream media, to actually try to discern where it's not commonality, but where the actual math exists. I always tell people BS in, BS out. If the FBI data looks like crap when it goes in because of who actually gets the numbers in there, the numbers that get out is going to be crap as well. Now, we take a look at something like Ukraine right now. Ukraine, it has the real sympathetic ear of the United States right now. And we really feel for those people who look like most Americans right now. And we cannot believe that those things are happening in Ukraine. And uh, I mean, worse, worse atrocities continue today to occur throughout the world that we don't see. Remember talking earlier about selectivity of stories, et cetera, what actually get covered. And um, we, 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 don't, we don't see that. So we take a look and say, a lot of people immediately blame Americans and say, look at how Americans are. This, this white country in, in Europe gets nailed for who they care. When in, in, if we take a look at the totality, our media does not humanize elsewhere like they humanized Ukraine. You can't blame the average American populace for the impressions that they get from the fourth estate. It's not easy to just go blame Americans for that's how they are, how Americans are. No, Americans are reflecting what the fourth estate presents to them. Absolutely. I think that is important. You know, I mean, um, one of the reasons that I am able to, um, I don't want to say that forgive is not the kind of word that I want to use because it, it makes me feel a bit presumptuous in saying that. But one of the, oh, you can't hear me anymore. Huh? Let's see. I think I am. I actually, I am on. I, I can see that I'm transmitting, so I'm not sure why you can't hear me anymore. Uh, no, I think you should be able to hear me now. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me yet? Can you hear me yet? I think you should be able to hear me because, again, I can see that I'm transmitting. Uh, okay, great. Great. I was getting concerned. Adegberto, almost over. Hope Mom and Ashley are enjoying themselves. Thanks. Good St. Pat's show. Yeah, actually, they, they went to the, to the doctor just now. And as she comes back, she just sent me a text a few minutes ago and said, down four more pounds, blood pressure, excellent. Which I tell you was very important because as you know, we have to keep her blood pressure monitored for all these strokes that she's had. But so far, she's doing fine. She's on her way back, people. She's on her way back. Thank you guys for asking. And I want to tell you something that we were talking about. And this has nothing now to do with politics or anything. But I since some since somebody asked about Ashley, I just want to bring this up. Um as you know, Ashley is finished Ashley has finished uh let's uh, I don't know why. Uh, ha- uh, anyway, let me let me go and say I think others can hear me. Ashley has finished medical school. She's done with medical school. Uh she uh, after her stroke, uh the school worked with her to get this school is great to get her the last courses that she needed packaged and she got it completed and because she had already done all her rotations at hospitals etc so all she needs right now is to study for a for the exam that what they call the step 2 and once the step 2 is complete she will be an MD and once and so that's a test away from being an MD and then comes what's called residency where they arrange matches and all of that. And, and she's not ready for a match yet right now because we have to get her strength up, her left side strong, and by then she will be ready. I say that to say the following, right? Um, what she went through was traumatic. And I don't, you know, we, you know, the, the kind of characters that we have is we don't display hurt on the face or we don't display pain and all that kind of stuff because the way I grew up is like who the hell cares right but let me digress I have the best village bar none in every aspect of my life and what I mean by that is I have been lucky I've been an activist engineer been on boards and everything and when Ashley Stroke came 
every single aspect of my life, board of directors from different uh, nonprofits that I'm on, were there for me. My family, there for me. My PDR Posse, which is my new family, there for me. My Houston family, there for me. Roberto Lewis, Norman Reynolds, my like guys that I that I, I see all of the times, there for me. And with all these bad things that have occurred over the last two years, and believe me, it hurts like hell. And a lot of times you're like, God, why did things have to be so difficult? Why did they put this young lady through that pain? Why did she have to go through that? Other kids, you know, they come, they go to college, they do crazy things and nothing happens. She did the right thing and got two strokes. Still finished. And and went through third year with a stroke and fourth year with a stroke. She kept on trucking. And I tell you what did it though. I'm going to tell you something. Having, you know, don't let anybody, all those individualists that like to talk about individual, the individual, they only care about the individual. I will always care about other people. You know? Especially since, not, not since it's, I've always cared about other people. But this experience that I had here, in as much as I've had to stay away from Houston now for six months, I've been working in a, in a little, little tiny area for six months. I enjoy every minute of it knowing, knowing that I've got a village. Because I tell you what, man, and I mean this from the depths of my heart, I had never, you know, you, you try to be good all of the times, but you never, ever realize how good people can be in your time of most distress you know sometimes you're here and you're feeling bad because you know there was a time when Ashley was near death and I remember getting a call from one of the brothers right here on this in the chat right now how you doing hermano fine so what I like to tell you guys man is be good to people and remember we're not individuals we were not designed to be individuals we are all a family and all those psychopaths that you hear me talk about that doesn't that don't want don't want medicare for all they don't want people taken care of you know because they somehow think everybody wants to be on the dole most people don't want to be on the dole that's why i'm going to continue and i will continue to fight for the things that i fight for because i tell you what most people are good my name is a so before before I go, I just want to tell my PDR village, my PDR Posse, my PDR Posse village. Thank you. My brothers outside of PDR Posse and in PDR Posse, thank you. It has been great with all the pain. You guys made it possible. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. I need you guys to know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.